Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I almost forgot the microphone tonight. That's how well prepared we are. You are coming at us on talkradio.nyc. This is Secrets of the Sire. Want to welcome, obviously, our trusty engineer Sam in the background and uh, my official new co host, Hassan Godwin, who refuses to be on camera. But, uh, you know, hey. Just for today. Uh, and maybe next week and maybe the week after. No, really. <laughs> he's also going to be very mouthy. He's got, he's got his, uh, his gig as the. Uh, 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 it's a side gig, right? The yeah, side gig, yeah. the, the breathy, the right, breathy talk. Right, That's, you, gotta, you know, this is for kids here, too. Uh, Dan T. Lawson chiming in on Periscope. He's a voice from beyond. That's true. That's right. You know, everyone else just gets my uh, mug in their face, and uh, every, you know, which which is a, is a, is a healthy mug. You know, it's a it's a healthy healthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sells the show. Uh, <laughs> it's the, it's the bread and butter. I don't know about show. that. Uh, I think it definitely. Uh, it, it, it you know. Well, so what is this show? Gotta, this is secret guitarist up front. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, secrets of the sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture at large. Uh, Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, this is talkradio.nyc. You can catch us on Facebook slash Secrets of the Sire. I'm Mike Dolce. That's Hassan Godwin. We got a great show tonight, um, but first, we've got a sponsor as well to uh, to kind of thank and talk. Uh, are the kids snowed in, uh, bored in the winter months? Uh, check out the family-friendly game, funfoodflip.com. It's, uh, it's a terrific... Um, I mean, we really actually, to be in all honesty, it's a really terrific game. Um, you know, it's it's you basically take recipe, you create the the best recipes uh, or the grossest recipes. It's kind of like a card game, like apples to apples. Really, really awesome, and uh, you definitely should check it out. So go to funfoodflip.com. Uh, they've got a uh, Blizzard Plan B video, and uh, we'll post it to our page uh, tomorrow, so you can check it out. Do and it, say, do it, uh, don't mess around. At some point, there's going to be a blizzard, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. Well. We can we can only hope, <laughs> <laughs> right? So nothing, we also nothing better than living in New York in the, in the blizzard. Nothing uh, better. I agree with you. Actually, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, and that's, you know that's why we're on. Now, talk a couple of days afterwards, when the, there's there are like these black mountains of, of <laughs> ice all over the place. That's not so great. That's but. the best when you're you're you know you have the kids playing in the black mountain it, as opposed to the to yellow mountain, right? Which you're is also about the tetanus shots. And, also, you know that kind you know, of yeah. And lockjaw. That could That's also great be, when you get your kid. That could jaw. also be a uh, a downside to that as <laughs> yeah, well there's, too. There's yeah, yellow snow. There's there's a there's a lot. Let's let's get off that. <laughs> Moving on, we have yeah. a contest. <laughs> Email us info at talkradio.nyc. Tell us where and how you're listening to us. Put secrets of the sire in the email subject. And uh, again, phone app, desktop. Do it. Um, contest ends January 31st. So get a Oof, move on. Not a lot of time. Email in info at talkradio.nyc it's just some simple survey stuff we want to figure out what's going on all right we're going to talk to buddy scalera a little later on he wrote deadpool started comic book school worked at wizard the guy's like a networking genius after hours press after hours press i mean he's done a whole lot of good stuff we've known him for for a little while Dan, <laughs> Dan's listening in a tub full of Crisco. Not where you're listening, no. how you're listening, right, how, right. but where can? Yeah, and you know what? This it's all context. You know, we we don't need <laughs> we don't need much more information than that just to draw visuals. Well, actually, no, we're gonna we're gonna open the phone lines up eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero. Again, if you're listening as a podcast or video replay, don't call in. But if you're listening to us live, call in eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero. I want to know how you're listening to our show. Right now, right. if it's a tub full of Crisco, 
even better. Yeah. Just don't like but electric- you're not original. Like just don't electrocute yourself because that's being done. So, oh yeah, right. So well, that's, that's right. Original. That's right. Exactly. Like if, if it's another person <laughs> right. who's in a tub full of Crisco, right. then they're just like they're they're exactly. completely aping taken. somebody right. else. Yeah, I agree. And you wasted all that Crisco because you're not <laughs> even original. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. so we uh, last week we talked about the movies of 2017. Yep. Uh, today we're gonna we're gonna talk about the TV shows of 2017. Oh, okay. And uh, okay. so Hassan, I sent you like a list. Did you realize how many uh, no. pop culture slash comic book related TV shows there are? Um, you know, no. out there. No, well, I I, I know this? some of them. I yeah. didn't I didn't know how many were actually coming out, but definitely the. Um, I'm looking forward to the Defenders. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and excuse me, uh, Iron Fist definitely. Yeah, they, well, but those those were like the record. known ones. So check this yeah. out. All right, Paste Magazine. Um, this is where I got all of it. Actually, listed like 29 of the most anticipated new TV shows, and. Maybe about, I don't know, about 15 of them are all like comic book slash pop culture slash, you know, in the genre of things we talk about. Um, Riverdale, obviously that one we've, we've kind of talked right. about a little bit before. We'll, we'll go in a little detail of that. Powerless, NBC, premiere date February 2nd. Adam West is the best Batman, but it's been a while since superheroes have been a laughing matter, at least when it comes to live action. While Marvel tends to have a little fun in their movies, DC's output has been characterized by self-seriousness. Yes. Uh, you know, Gotham, Arrow, true. things like that. Uh, so it's refreshing to see a show like Powerless pop up on the scene. Finally, a sitcom set in the world of comic book superheroes and in the DC universe stars Vanessa Hudgens, uh, stars uh, the guy, f- uh, Alan Tut. Uh, Tudic, 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 yeah. Tudic. Um, Danny Pudi and Ron Funches. I mean, that's ridiculous. I had no idea. Uh, I didn't know idea this is even coming out. It's airing February second. I haven't seen a single promotion that's for like it. It's like right around the corner. It's right around the corner. So DC has DC has no faith you've, in that. To you've succeed. seen no promotion for that whatsoever, except for in this magazine. Well, it's not a magazine. It's a website. This website. Yes, yeah. this is the first but it's promotion. An magazine. This yeah. is the first promotion, and I did. I like. I you know, obviously, I did this like a couple hours before we got on air, right? Because right. I I don't do any preparation so, for the show. So this this <laughs> no, this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's not true. Really. Dan, T. W- Dan T. Lawson says, how are they promoting this with handbills? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're all tuned in this stuff. First I've ever heard of this. All right, so Powerless is there. Legion, which we've actually talked about. Mm-hmm. Legion's very, very cool, though. Yeah, I just saw um, a promo for that uh, on the subway. Some fan- a fantastic uh, poster, movie, like movie uh, poster-esque uh, art. art- I'm done. You're done. <laughs> it was, it's it was eight o'clock. Awesome. It's eight o'clock. It's it was awesome. eight. <laughs> so tapping. They said this I'm is hungry. what Pace Magazine wrote about it. Tapping Fargo's Noah Hawley to lead a series about one of the most damaged and fashion. Well, I wouldn't call him the most fascinating players in the X Men universe, but whatever. Seems like a match made in heaven. The series follows David Holler as he's being treated at a psychiatric hospital and believes he's schizophrenic, right. but there could be a whole lot more to his condition than first believed. Um, the first trailers look like an absolute trip. With Holly's proven skills at character drama, this Marvel and 20th Century Fox co-production could be the sweet spot between good sci-fi and generally great yeah, could TV. Be. Could be, could be. Um, but I mean, just it, it is that's that now that at least I mean FX does a tremendous job, you know, promoting their shows like right. they, without a doubt. Like if, if you haven't, I've never once seen uh, what is it, Man Seeking Woman? But I've seen yeah. a million commercials. And I think they're yeah. hilarious for it. They had um, a they had a commercial years and years and years ago for uh, Sons of Anarchy that right was one of the greatest. 
promos I've ever seen. Yeah, didn't didn't make me watch the show, but I'll explain why. But at least it you was knew, like season six. So but at I'm least you knew it was it. on, right? I mean, I knew it was on, but the promo made me want to. Made me wish I had been watching the show from sure. season one on. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a fantastic promo. I mean, we got a new Star Trek movie. We got American uh, movie, a new Star Trek TV, TV show, series. Yeah. We got American Gods from Neil Gaiman. Yeah, that's, all right, that's interesting. Here are the big ones, though. Iron Fist debuts March seventeenth. So that's going to be a big, big, big one. Right. Um, it should be the perfect lead into Defenders. So that's kind of what we want to center around tonight's tonight's topic, Defenders. Right. Um, my question to you, Hassan, is: Do you think? I don't want to go with the typical like, can you know, can this possibly work? Because look, it's obviously working. Um, there's no question; it's it's working. Um, but is it going to be too Daredevil centric? I mean, have have we seen enough? Luke Cage to want more Luke Cage. Have we seen enough Jessica Jones to want more Jessica Jones? Have we seen enough Iron Fist? We haven't even seen Iron Fist yet. You know what? This is going to sound terrible. Who cares what we want? Okay. Um, I wanted I, to. I, I wanted to. I, well, yeah, I understand that, and so so do I. You know, for the sake of the show, <laughs> and for the sake of everything we're trying to do with our lives, we do care. We want to get to Money Island, but um, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's um there's a there's a working trend where the first of whatever that comes that breaks the mold and proves that it can happen is the greatest thing sure. that anyone's ever seen, and then they jump the shark with season two. We don't even get that far anymore because people are complaining about the second season of uh, Daredevil. People sure. were complaining about Luke Cage when Luke Cage came out. They were complaining about Jessica Jones because although okay. some of the things I agreed with with Jessica Jones, it was it lasted a little too long. I think. I think the 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 main problem with the show, in the show, the uh, the antagonist, yeah, like they drag that out a little too long, but it's a television show about superheroes, and and we're on our fourth year, yeah, and it's still working, but it doesn't take long for people to complain. So what's going to happen is that is that Iron Fist is going to come out and people are going to be happy to see Iron Fist, but the but the 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 mold is going to start to start to chafe a little. People, sure. are gonna be, you know, they're going to be tired of the of the motif, basically. Oh, here we go. So yeah, yeah, know. yeah. So by the time Defenders comes out, we may unfortunately be at fatigue at he- superhero television re- fatigue. But I say, who cares? Because uh, five years from now, whatever, when we're watching them all on. On on online or watching them on on DVD or whatever, we're gonna be like, this was a great show. How come everybody was complaining about this? Sure. So it's I say, who cares about the fans? Who cares about the internet? About social media? Um, about the in, the immediate knee jerk reaction to everything? The the overcritical, uh, you know, finger pointing and everything. Sure, sure. Which is which is bound to happen. Bound to to, to have to suffer through it all year. But I I, I really. Um, I would really rather have it than worry about whether this is going to be the you know the the doom of the entire franchise or the genre. Well, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, Dante Lawson's wondering if uh, the Jessica Jones tone is going to match with the, the other four. I mean, it's it's got to create its own tone. I yeah. mean, there's so many questions. But who would worry about that? I mean, like, there's it's just going to be ensemble. It doesn't. It's not always going to work. Yeah. You know? the, the whole idea is that there's supposed to be friction. I mean, the the Avengers movie. They fought each other for about what forty minutes of the two and a half sure. hours. That was so. That's, but that's in that's vogue right now. That's in vogue. Yeah. Is having the heroes fight against yeah, each that's other. Not even. 
All right. Well, we're gonna do we're gonna do some fun stuff here. Uh, when we come back, I'm gonna actually have Sam read off. We're gonna do a little TV feed, fill in the blank, um, and then we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna kind of get into the heart of things here. And I oh. definitely want to tackle some Riverdale. Uh, there's some Game of Thrones spinoff news. Oh, there's some really? True Detective season three, which is not necessarily Oof. pop culture, but I loved Oof. the first season, hated the second season. Oof, yeah. So it's a very uh, it's always relevant. In, in, in keeping with what I just said, exactly. We, we didn't very, even get to season two relevant. without us uh, complaining. We just got, we've got so much here. Yeah. So much and if you if you kind of dig our show we kind of told you where you can get us on social media go to our patreon page uh michaeldolce.com dig us more we love <laughs> our patrons by the way um einar peterson matt byer john hoff the third ashley haikai uh program director stephanie dolce executive producer steve hovecki new executive producer brian phelps uber fan christina dolce get on the list go to patreon go to michaeldolce.com all right when we come back tv fill in the blank You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week, talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture at large, uh, right here on talkradio.nyc. I feel a little naked right now without my computer, but uh, I didn't send the questions to Sam in advance. Uh, We're talking TV. We're talking Defenders, Iron Fist. We're talking Riverdale. uh, We're talking Game of Thrones spinoff, potentially. Again, we'll give you the news behind it. Um, But right now, we're going to do a little TV fill in the blank, and uh, we're going to have trusty engineer Sam in the background shoot off some questions. Uh, it's going to end with a blank, and Hassan and I will uh, trade off right. and give you our uh, give you Friday. our take on it. So we're going to start with Hassan. Good for me. Okay, so Hassan. Yes, sir. The concept behind Riverdale is blank. Oh, it's a tough uh, one. I'm going to give you my two cents after, so don't worry. I, I could actually start with this one if you want. It takes place in Riverdale. Well, I don't mean like yeah, <laughs> no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of it? I, I think it's actually freaking amazingly cool, right? Like, So the concept behind Riverdale for me is amazingly cool. It's like Gossip Girl meets like Twin Peaks, which is, in, which is insane. Like it's insane that they can do that to a known property and get away with it, right? Okay. Well. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't, I don't like those mashup conceptualize it, but you know, let me. All right, we're going to have to work on filling the blank with the sun. Yeah, we're going to have to. <laughs> okay, next. 
when the Defenders TV show airs, it will be blank. Oh, is that me again? Well, yeah, because I, I kind of took the Riverdale well, you one. Took the, when it airs, it will be blank. Um, it will be uh, highly praised for about the first week. <laughs> I love your takes on that. I love. It, it I love. It will be highly praised for about maybe the first week, and then it will it will drift into more critical uh, reactions. Isn't that always Netflix though? Like, isn't that isn't that like? I mean, is it is it like the zombie coma coma from like, you know, <laughs> from having binged like twelve hours straight of something? That, I you know what the problem? I think the binging is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I I try to do it as as much as possible, and you know I have the I have the social life that allows me to. Do <laughs> but um, it there are there are there are better experiences when you wait the week mm-hmm. when you when you get you I know, agree with that give things the time to marinate, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that was you know, and when when you didn't just see the last episode. It there's there's some kind of uh, endorphin release when you've waited like seven days and now you're sitting there again and you're going okay now I'm finally gonna get the conclusion of yeah. whatever the cliffhanger is. There is something more to the more enriching in the experience than uh, watching something back to back. And I've had the experience. I've had shows actually be ruined because I've seen too many of them uh, too frequently. Dante Lawson just had a great question. Do you think these Marvel Netflix series works because you can only binge them? Like, if we had to wait week to week, would it be as effective as what probably it is right now? Probably not. Um, yeah, probably not. That's a that's a great question. We welcome at Jose Castano four two three. Because oh, it's man. like it's kind of like a Christmas things. present. Like it is right. Comes, like wow, it's all twelve. I don't have to wait for anything. I can watch these at my leisure. Do you think it's I like a self confidence thing? too like 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 do not that not that superheroes are now so accepted in the mainstream though but like in a way it's almost like no no no, just watch the whole thing it's gonna work out i'm telling you it's gonna be a cool superhero thing yeah no i don't know i don't know i i don't know how to describe it i think it's like i think it's when your parents tell you you can have cake for dinner yeah you know, yeah. and you sit there, and you, and it's the greatest thing ever. But something feels wrong about <laughs> it. Even even if you're 12 years old, you're still like something not right Something's about not this. right about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think uh, I think for me, I mean, I could give you an example of of a show that just uh, because of the way it was formatted. Um, it would have worked week after week, but watching them back to back is like, okay, they're doing this thing. They're doing the same thing that they did last week. Yeah. And again and again yeah. and again. Yeah. So, I mean. Right. Uh, we are doing TV fill in the blank for TV, pop culture TV, yeah, 2017. Let, let Next question. <laughs> All right. Along that theme, the first comic book related show of 2017 to be canceled will be oh, blank. Uh, th- that's really actually Riverdale. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's really funny. This was my turn to go first, but he went first anyway. That's good. So this is how we. This is how we got to we, we you know, d- dive and head in on this. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go powerless. Powerless is gonna be the first comic yeah. because why? Because we don't even. I didn't even know it existed. We didn't know it existed, and it's just such a. And I mean, unless how how are they gonna do that year after year? Like it's farcical. 
I, we, I don't even know how they're gonna, I don't even know a single thing about this except that it's a superhero sitcom, which is awesome. And when Buddy Scalera comes on, he yeah. wrote a superhero sitcom comic book. I'm sure he's going to chime in on that too. But I mean, like in theory, it's a Batman. <laughs> it's about Batman, probably in a in a setting in a um, a Justice League setting with everybody else. Yeah. has superpowers, and the gag is that he doesn't. he doesn't right like he's like a butler or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And he's he's just have him finding his own self worth, and it's like a. <laughs> It turns into like an American, like a, a series of American Pie esque, uh, you know, total total embarrassing disasters for him. So Dante Lawson just chimed in. It will be canceled. We'll never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Jose Before says it, it won't. It won't be canceled if it's announced that it's in the DCEU. I agree with you 100. percent However, I didn't even know it existed. Mm. I literally so we host a show. Uh, myself, Mike Dolce, and Hassan Godwin and Sam Lee Woods. For anybody joining us on here, um, about comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. It is my job it. week after week to go find things to talk about and i found this on a paste magazine article and i said hey february 2nd that's in like two weeks yes <laughs> and i haven't heard a word about it didn't even there's know no billboards there's I no nothing right right there's, there's no nothing. nothing there's there's alan tuchik which i can't even pronounce his it's name Tudic. i know it just doesn't make sense yeah to me. just think about it the wrong way and then you'll be able to you'll be able to say it over and over again k2so mr k2so okay here we go the surprise hit of 2017 will be Blank. Riverdale. Oh. <laughs> Powerless. <laughs> um uh, let's see. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm I'm drawing a blank. See, because Defenders a, Defenders wouldn't be a surprise hit. Right? It won't be a no. It, it would be a surprise, surprise if it hit. wasn't a hit. Yeah. Um, Iron Fist. You know, there's no, a level of there's gonna... a level of expectation to yeah. it, right? There's a level of expectation. I think the two shows that we listed in that that we, we have no uh, Dante Lawson wrote Shield. I mean, Agents of Shield, but I think Agents of Shield are, but, it, it is what yeah, it is, if right? It, if it's it like that. Became a hit, it would be a surprise <laughs> to me. But Agents of Shield is like that draft pick that you know you you always kind of hope will be your franchise quarterback, but then by <laughs> year but then by year five you're like, well, he's either going to throw a lot of interceptions, he'll throw yeah. a lot of touchdowns, he'll make it interesting, well, and this gonna, is all he's going to be. We're going to get another install of uh, a Stranger Things, which is kind of like a that's, comic book. That's uh, wrapped in there. Show. I think yeah. that's definitely wrapped in so there. So that's going to be, I mean, um, it's probably going to be a hit just because of the light that it got from the last show, but it would be a surprise if it if it be, if it maintains that same level of hysteria, sure. which yeah. I don't think it can. I think Riverdale's going to be a surprise hit. One, it looks really, really quirky. Uh, it's got it's again it's it's taking familiar it's tropes putting it in, in somewhere the Bronx, though. yeah yes like, well I mean yeah. you know that's a, you can't you can't beat that though I mean that's exactly what it is do we have one more, one more. we got one more all right personally I think the surprise it will be the Neil Gaiman show but but we'll see and oh, the last God, fill in yeah. the blank a Game of Thrones spinoff is a good idea bad idea right now what do you think I'll say it's a good idea. I'll, I'll say I'll, from, from I'll a money. call it a good idea because I want it, <laughs> but it's probably going to be a bad idea. <laughs> We're going to talk in segment four. Uh, coming up next, we actually have a, an awesome guest, Buddy Scalera. We're going to talk comics. He's a dead, former Deadpool writer. He started comic book school. He's done Jack a whole of bunch of greats. Trades. I mean, yeah, he, he's real. He's all over the place. He's great. We'll talk to him about it. We're going to talk about a Game of Thrones spinoff in the fourth segment. Um, it's going to be a prequel. I think it's a bad idea. Oh, they're going to do the, the Hedge Knight. I think it's right? going to be a bad idea. I've read the Hedge Knight. I think so. it's going to be a bad idea. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk. All right. So we are, Westworld and Game of Thrones are in the same universe. Uh, you what? Know? Blew my mind right there. Yeah. That's it. Oh. All right. When we come back, 
We got our guest, Buddy Sclera, coming on board. That was TV fill in the blank. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, a live radio show and podcast with uh, now now he has yeah he has no idea he's live. That's good. That's really good. All right, it's a good segue into the next guest here, Mr. Buddy Sclair is a comic book writer, author, educator, marketing consultant. He's best known for his work on Deadpool for Marvel Comics, but has written and published a large variety of comics. Broken to comics as a journalist. Leading to online editor at Wizard Entertainment, and he also launched the original Wizard World Online. Mr. Buddy, how's He's it going? Hot mic extraordinaire. Good. Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, we've been oh, we, we, yeah, we were hearing you talking to your, you know, Whoever kids or wife or <laughs> some, you know, somebody or you know. Oh, sorry about that. I, I'm actually joining Facebook Live. Everybody, I'm on with Secrets of the Sire with Mike Dolce and Hassan. Woo! So, just a quick backstory: Hassan and myself and Buddy all worked at Wizard in yes, the 2000s, in the heyday, in the in the 2000s. Buddy, when <laughs> When's the Wizard Tell-All book coming out? I don't know. I think there should be a Wizard Tell-All book because, fascinatingly enough, Wizard is a true story of disruption. I mean, uh, we love business books about disruption, yeah. Elon Musk, Steve Jobs. But I tell you, Wizard really disrupted comic book publishing. We all worked there and lived it and saw it firsthand. So I think Hassan is already working on the first draft of the book. Uh, yes, as we speak. This is a, we had a question, notes. Wizards of the Coast. That was always a, that was always funny when I used to say I, I worked for Wizard. Right. And they'd be like, Wizards of the Coast? No, no, no Wizard the Magazine. No, and, the and you know, the, the funny thing books. is, in this, in this digital age now, I don't even know if people know of Wizard Magazine. You know, like the younger, no. like the younger people, no, right? No, not really. Well, they know because of the conventions. 
so they know Wizard. Oh World. yeah, right. They know the conventions yeah. exactly. Yeah, but they don't know the yeah they don't know the actual magazine. So, buddy, you so just Tom, why aren't you on video? Why is it just Mike? <laughs> um, because I uh, have a face that only a mother could love on payday. That and it's really difficult to like <laughs> swirl the camera. I got to be honest. Yeah, that's mostly what it is. <laughs> I got to get my own camera. Yeah, that actually right. He's got a street. We yeah, got to do a split got, screen. Jeez, uh, marketing. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> So, buddy, you so just. So, I'm go- on Facebook Live too, Mike. I I, uh, I could not figure out how to get on your um, on your Sire stream, so I just set up my own. Oh, there you go. Um, See, you're a marketing genius. No, all you do is watch the video. You don't actually be on. You're not actually on the. Well, you are on the Facebook f- video at the yeah. same time. It's, it's I'm crazy. on the Facebooks. It's right. It's, it's the- you're on the interwebs, as we like to say. <laughs> I'm on the interwebs. <laughs> all right, you just completed a custom publishing project for Marvel. Uh, tell us about it and where can we find it. So um, I am. Uh, I, I write for Marvel, as you noted, and I do some custom projects. And I did a health education project with Marvel, where we created a superhero who has IBD, and uh, essentially it is a health awareness comic book project to help people to understand the symptoms, and then also how to live with IBD. And it's at ibdunmasked.com. And it's kind of cool because people are utilizing comic books as an educational tool. Very cool. Any similarities to Deadpool, which you also wrote? <laughs> no similarities whatsoever, but uh, it was kind of cool with the Deadpool movie. All of those old Deadpool back issues went back into print, and Marvel sent me one of those big, giant omnibus editions. Ah, yes. And it's awesome. Like It's like a, this big, heavy book. And um, all those books that you couldn't find in back issues now are back in print, which is kind of neat. Did you ever think that the Deadpool movie would be this big, like Golden Globe nominated big? <laughs> I never thought there'd be a Deadpool movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody ever thought. you got to remember, when I was working on Deadpool, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti was uh, the primary writer, and mm-hmm. he brought me in as a secondary support writer. And it was a failing book. I mean, the book was, <laughs> was dropping in sales, and they kind of just let us do what we wanted. And Jimmy was... I mean, listen, you know, I could, I can tell you now with no uh, false modesty, I mean, Jimmy really drove it, and he, you can see all the work that he's done since then and his success with Harley Quinn is evidence that that guy can really write. But yeah. he was an early writer, I was an early writer, and they kind of just left us alone, and we had a lot of fun. So Hassan just joined the Facebook um, live stream, so now he's actually seeing me through the Facebook live stream, even though he's right next to me. Right. Does this basically seem like a typical like teenager you're, conversation now? You're like, more accessible people, this You know way. what's even <laughs> weirder? I have D.G. Chichester is watching us right now. You know who D.G. Chichester, Dan Daredevil, Chichester, baby. Right there. That was Daredevil. one of my favorite runs. Yeah, man. Scott like McDaniel. The, uh, the Fall of the Kingpin. Yeah. So he's watching and my wife's watching and my kid's watching too. So while we, we can just go on like this and talk about who's watching, maybe we, we should go back to your radio show. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the people want to know this. Uh, trust me, I'm glued into the, into the marketing uh, dynamics. Now, uh, you launched the Superhero Reference Books. Uh, they're also back in print now, too. I love the concept of these back then. I love the concept of them now. Um, how have they kind of evolved over time? Danielle, get with me my latest photo reference book. Well, here's the thing. You know, when I was thinking about photo reference, it was something that um, I was told by artists that photo reference was very, very expensive, Mm -hmm. and it was difficult to publish. And I was like you. I'm going to hold it up here for the Facebook Live crowd. I did a CD-ROM of photo reference, and I decided that it had to be inexpensive for artists to 
uh, be able to afford, and I priced it at $10 for 1,000 images. Yeah. And then a publisher picked it up, and I started publishing books. And now, my, as you just noted, my sixth book on photo reference has just been published. And it's kind of exciting because I'm, in a small way, contributing back to comic books uh, with my love of photography. And I'm able to uh, maybe help the next generation of comic book creators. Which is something that you kind of take into a next level with comic book school as well, too. Talk to, the, talk to our audience about that. Yeah, well, you know that well. I mean, you you come every year and, and speak at my panels and mm-hmm. give introductions, but Comic Book School is essentially a resource uh, for the craft and business of comic book storytelling. And the thing I like about it is that it's not about one specific thing, and it's not just my perspective or opinion. I'm I'm essentially like you guys, journal a journalist. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking people questions, and I am um, learning about how to improve my own craft, and I figure if I'm interested in it, other people will be interested in it as well. And, you know, I'm asking people about, you know, their writing style and the things they do when they're creating art. I get photos of people's studios. And essentially it's just a free resource because I'm interested in it. Sure. And I'm lucky. There's a lot of other people interested in it as well, I guess. What's the what's the one story that you've gotten from the comic book school, be it at a convention, be it online, that just really stands out to you, like a moment or or kind of like an inspirational, you know, any, anything that really stands out, uh, a moment? Uh, it, it was kind of cool. When I had gone and done a live event, um, about a week or two after the event, I got an email from Jerry Ordway, mm-hmm. and he had said, hey, can I buy extra copies of your books? I I know that I had gotten one. Can I buy others? And it and it really hit me that Jerry Ordway was using my photo reference book. Oh, that's awesome! In his art, and I had to say, Jerry, you know, I'm a lot of times just backwards engineering your art into yeah. photos and just changing the angles. And he thought that was kind of funny, and I did as well. And now Jerry comes every year to Comic Con, uh-huh. and I'm amazed at how many great artists use photo reference. And then I'm not, because I realize that those are people who are willing to invest in themselves, sure. in the tools to improve their art. And I think a lot of mainstream pros are willing to use tools. You know, they're not, they're not tracing the photos. What they're doing is they're using it as reference. And that, that kind of experience um, makes me want to do more. And then every once in a while, I'll see a young creator buy a book, a year later come back, and do some wonderful art with it. And that's... That's also super encouraging. So that's what comic book school is built around. It's built around a community of people who just want to get better at their craft, either for uh, improving their profession or just becoming a better creator. When you first release the book, um, I mean, this is the mid two thousands, so there's uh, you know Google images didn't exist. Uh, how do you right. how do you kind of how's the challenge of having everything at someone's fingertips? You know, in terms of uh, you know, not, I don't want to say combating against your book, but there is a kind of conflict of interest, right? A lot of people think everything should be free, and now there's an <laughs> internet resource for free stuff. And you know, why, why? You know, I get the value of the book. I love having the book. How do you kind of sell it to uh, maybe a young up and coming artist who just kind of like says, "Wait a minute, images are free." Yeah, I think we, I think we um, accidentally uh, nurtured a generation of. Um, consumers who believe that content should be free. Mm. And they they minimalize or trivialize stealing by calling it sharing. Yeah. And unfortunately, they don't realize that eventually somebody has to pay for content. 
Now, it used to be advertising supported, and then people created ad blockers. Well, now manufacturers and publishers can't create content at no cost. And I'm always saying to people, look, don't steal from other creators. Don't don't give me a bootleg copy of a Marvel superhero movie. Like, I, I want to pay for it because I want to support that. And don't give me a bootleg digital copy of a comic or photo reference or anything. As creators, we need to support each other because the comic book that we save might be the one that we're creating or a friend is creating. And comic creators are making money, uh, you know, a few cents at a time. Sure. And, you know, it, it, it almost killed music publishing, but fortunately, you know, they were able to have concerts. We can't have a concert. No. You know, you guys know as well as I do, when mm-hmm. we go to Comic-Con, we're paying for our own space. That's true. It's not like we can throw a concert right. or sell our costumes or, or other things. So all we have are these comics. And also concerts are like single venues, whereas if you compare it to a convention, you're still competing with everybody else who's paid to be there. That's true. So it's yeah. not even like you're going to, you know, recoup your loss. Uh, you're guaranteed to recoup your loss. I do like the concert to convention analogy, though, because I do feel like conventions are the rock concerts. They are. They totally time are, now, but right? just, it's not the same denomination, you know, or delineation of, of funds, you know, the way a concert is. You you go to see that person in the show. Yeah. That person's making, you know, uh, as much money as the people who show up there, as the, as the amount of people who show up there. It's not going to happen with the uh, comic conventions. No, no and, 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 and it's expensive. Sometimes you don't even make, you don't even cover your table. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, oh. so yeah. That, that's the kind of thing where, you know, can people find photo reference online? I would say, yeah, you can find photo reference online, but you're not going to find 200 photos of the same po- person in this, the same, um, in different angles and poses. Yeah. Right. So if, you, if your goal is to save 10 bucks, you know, you can spend a ton of hours trying to save $10. Yeah. And then you have to ask yourself if that economic works out. And also, does the economics of stealing from another creator make sense? Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things, and you guys both know it, that I always say at comic book conventions, which is, you know, stop piracy um, and don't let it uh, infect our industry because, you know, we need people going to stores and buying books and not pirating them, and that includes my books. Yeah. So we have to support each other. I do think there's a level of... of so, I, I mean, I had an experience one time at a convention where they came up and they said, Hey, The Sire, I love that book, man. Yeah, I read the whole thing. I'm like, oh, awesome. That's really great. You bought it. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, man, I, I got a torrent. I downloaded that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right. Oh, thanks. Awesome. You know, we're, we're, we're not in print yeah, right he, now. He didn't, even, <laughs> he didn't even have a hint of irony. No, 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 no. Um, no, no, I just robbed you. Yeah. <laughs> in fact... Give me everything you got on you right now. <laughs> uh, but you do have some uh, some comics, uh, some digital comics going out right now. To uh, talk to I us do. about the original properties you got going on and where people can get those. Yeah. So uh, a couple years back, you know, when we were all working at Wizard, Darren Sanchez and I uh, started up After Hours Press to publish um, some titles that um, I, some comics that I had created with Mike Martz. Who's watching us on Facebook? And oh, baby! Um, yeah, Facebook former Live. guest and of Secrets of the Sire. Uh, <laughs> so M- Mike and I created Necrotic, and we were working through a publisher, and the publisher went out of business, and we had either the choice of you know flushing the comic or trying to find another publisher. So we quickly created After Hours Press, mm-hmm. specifically designed so that we would publish that. And then the next thing that came out was my photo reference, and then some other projects. Seven Days to Fame. Darren came out with several projects, including um, 
Impossible Tales and Celestial Fox Alliance. Falcons, and all yeah. of a sudden we were publishing. Yeah. And Darren got optioned. Uh, one of his, his properties got optioned for a film, and we were taken off, and then we all started having kids <laughs> and had to slow down. Um, but, you know, I'm starting to rev this back up. I have all these properties that I created with After Hours Press and have not been published in 10 or 12 years. And um, I recently put, I put up Necrotic, Seven Days to Fame will be next, and Midlife Crisis, number one, should be dropping in about a week. And that's about a middle-aged superhero who's having a personal crisis. His name is Crisis, and he's having a midlife crisis. So, <laughs> so he kind of yeah. set himself up for, yeah. for that in, in a way, right? Yes. How do you, you know, see so that coming? The problem is, and here's the problem. I mean, you know, I, I and I know you guys are probably thinking about the same thing. It's really hard to find a good indie or mid-level publisher to pick up work. And I will be straight up honest with you guys. I've pitched publishers, and I'm not finding anybody. Sure. But I can self-publish it. Right, yeah. the, you know, I don't need anybody's permission from that. Mm-hmm. Well, except for my wife, who's <laughs> yeah. also watching on Facebook Live. So. <laughs> oh, this uh, this darn internet—they get they get in on everything. Um, you know, that's something we've actually talked about too. Is uh, like, and and Hassan and I, you know, I mean, we're we're comic veterans. I mean, we've been in the industry for a long time now, and and the industry itself has changed so much. And you and I have spoken about it too. It's like, you know, what do, where do you see the industry going in terms of? self-publishing versus indie publishing? I mean, is it, is it all just going to be on Kickstarter one day? You know, I, I like going to a comic book shop and just browsing the shelves. And Kickstarter doesn't really allow you to do that, except in extreme cases. Most Kickstarters are going to get mailed directly to people. And I love that there are Kickstarters, but I'm hoping that Kickstarter will lead to a print publishing path for people so that, you know, publishers have a lower risk. They don't have an art and editorial cost, but they have the benefit of um, getting a property that is done, has a small fan base. So, yeah, I think Kickstarter is an inevitable future. I did a small Kickstarter. It worked out fine. Uh, I know that you've done quite a few. I know that you've made money on that, and so I've actually called you about this as for advice, because I think that um, it's it's a it's a moving target. We're all learning about this in real time, and yeah. I, I don't know. Do you think Facebook's going to last, Mike? Uh, you know, Facebook, I, um, Kickstarter is going to last. I think it is. I think in the sense that it's a it's a platform for people to to discover uh, new projects now. Um, and I think you know what the funny thing is, and this is not to you know make light of our age and everything like that, but you know a younger generation you know has no idea. I'll give you I'll give you a reference too. I needed to go buy a MacBook charger today. Like I needed one ASAP, and I thought to myself, what do I do here? I gotta I gotta <laughs> find an actual store that actually has the product in there. I can't just go to Amazon and get it in two days. Like I literally need one right now. Um, I, I think there's an entire generation that only lives you know. In this in this virtual universe, so you go and browse your comic book store. Is people going to Kickstarter to browse a new project and 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 support a new project? It's 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 kind of the amalgamation of what you were talking about with you know merging you know uh, you know helping creators out and at the same time you know being a part of their success. Uh, it, it you know who knows where it's going to go? Who knows? Well, I think that the one thing that's really great though, Mike, is that it is giving creators who would otherwise have no outlet for their ideas an opportunity to uh, try out their ideas. Um, some of the Kickstarter projects are really good. I've supported yeah. some of them, downloaded the PDFs, bought a few things. And some of them, I'm like, how did these guys not be able to find a proper sure. publisher? Sure. And then some of them, right? Some of them gotten picked up 
to be published later. So After it is fact. kind of encouraging. All right, 30 seconds real quick. Uh, where can we find you online, and, and where can we get your stuff? Okay, so comicbookschool.com is the website. I'm on Twitter at comicbookschool, and I'm on Twitter at Buddy Scalera as well. Um, and I... Thanks. Thanks for letting me come on your show. Yeah, absolutely, man. We've been trying to get you on for a while, so it works out really great. All right, that's Buddy Scalera. When we come back, we're going to talk about a Game of Thrones spinoff and some more TV in 2017. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. It's a pop culture podcast. We do this every week, talking movies, TV, comics, uh, all the fun stuff. Uh, myself, Mike Dolce, my co-host, Hassan Godwin, Hello. our trusty engineer, Sam. I want to thank Buddy Sclera for joining us. Uh, we started the show off, though, talking about TV in 2017, and we can't talk about 20 TV in 2017 without mentioning Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We'll be back in the summertime. It's right. good stuff. I mean, they're, definitely. They're kind of precursor to the last season yeah I, they're doing the lost route which is kind of neat like uh you know the yeah, the producers a, of abc were like we want to get you know s as many seasons as we can and the writers are like we, we want to end this mm -hmm. uh you know and not drag it out and right. so they're like okay and so instead of like a 24 episode season we'll do two like 12 episode seasons which i ironically enough is now the model going forward right. anyway right it's like right. less which episodes it's kind of weird because it's a trade-off. You get more quality television, but you get much less of it. Sure. So, you know, the the, the days of the 27-episode uh, Dukes I, of Hazard season. I like that, though. I got to so be honest, I. though. because No, no, no. I like I oh, like the oh. shorter run. I'll tell you why. Oh. I, if you were a fan <laughs> of 24, um, which I was, I loved 24. I, I know it's coming back. I'm not sure if I'm going to jump on on board with the with the new the guy doesn't look the same Kiefer's <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, little, he's a, little the beach. <laughs> a little bit a little bit different there yeah, a little, little bit, bit different. Little looks little like bit. Dr. Dre not yeah, sure not sure how that happened, happened. yeah not sure how right. that happened but all right uh, yeah. it's actually the actor who played Dr. Dre <laughs> in NWA as, as <laughs> Sam thought I just said something blatantly racist uh, he's like whoa whoa no I know Trump's Trump's not in office yet you can't do that yet you can't say that two days from now we can say that two days no yeah it's actually the guy from from 24 who's there uh, oh, sorry, we're, from uh, from end up. Uh, we're all gonna just be tweeting in two days. 
We're just gonna tweet from yes. now on. <laughs> that's and, and, and very like awfully. Too. Yes. Like <laughs> that's uh, you know, not grammar you know, grammar bad. No, no English grammar, yeah. Everything and, and emphasis on sad. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> but, um, um but no, we were talking Game of Thrones and there is word of a Game of Thrones spin off. Uh this is coming from Variety. Um oh, there's no be. certainty yet that a series related to the fantasy drama will come to fruition. Um but uh, author George R. R. Martin, creator of the Thrones universe, has plenty of source material at the ready in terms of prequels <clears throat> and other story threads explored in the book series. Yeah, so I guess there's a ton of, yeah, I guess there's a ton of... I'm sure of, he'd love to do it. I'm sure George <laughs> is, yeah. Ooh, hey, look, oh, another bag of money? Isn't he like the fruition, though, of, of like, isn't he like every... Um, every writer's... Like, every like middling writers like fantasy right yes. like because i mean he he struck it big like later in life yes. you know so he you know he he, well, he was always he was always a successful writer and um he'll tell the story he 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 did one book that wasn't successful after a long string of successful books okay and then he got kind of kicked out of publishing sure but at the same time, he had uh, been lucky enough to have a friend who called him and told him to move to Hollywood, and he started writing uh, Beauty and the Beast. And uh, oh, I think he okay. started writing The Twilight Zone. Uh, no, no, The Outer Limits. I think it was The Outer okay. Limits. And uh, that kind of sustained him. And okay. then he wrote, he stayed out there for maybe 10 years and did uh, Beauty and the Beast, a couple of the shows. Ah. And then he just said, oh, I'm getting out of this. <laughs> to writing a book. I think he'd made enough money that he thought that he could just get by as again a middling. Sure. And he'd had no. Um, the the ironic thing about him is that um, he couldn't get any TV shows made. Right. It was the same frustration that you and Buddy were talking sure. about. Like he kept pitching things, and they kept paying him for the pitch. Thank See, you. I would like that. Right. Right. <laughs> that's, that's that's the missing. Yeah. Link. That's 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 what, the missing that's, link. That's, that's the what part we're of the business missing, model yeah. we haven't gotten correct. <laughs> yeah. But he was. You know, he's on the shore of Money Island. He wasn't yeah. living there. Yes, but he was yes. on the shore, and um, he just got tired of 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 sustaining himself on projects that would never come to life. Come to so life. He, Took all the money that he made. He went back home to uh, to New Mexico. I think he's in Santa Fe, and he just said, "I'm just gonna write this book." This and is this is the funniest thing, though, right? Like you're, the story you're telling is like is like quintessential of all artists, right? It's like we we do the thing. Like you are a tremendous artist. I don't know if people know this, but you like writing best. Uh, Talent Caldwell, a good friend of mine. I mean, that guy is a killer, killer artist. He's like, I want to write, man. I want to write. <laughs> I mean, a friend of mine, Marcus Perry. Yeah, tremendous writer. I want to direct. I want to direct. You know, yeah. it's like no Everybody matter what, it, it, right? Like it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, like I I want to make successful comics. I'm going to go write a novel, and it'll yeah. be successful because at the end of the day, I don't care. Pat Shand. But then you'll be able to do your comic. Yeah. After that. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Pat Shand, who was who's been on before, he's going to come on next month as too. He's a, he's a writer and editor at Zenoscope. He wasn't even into comics. Mm. Like his whole backstory is like I want to write the great American novel. Uh, meanwhile, he's like banging out comic books. He wrote like 1,200 pages worth of published comic book work wow. last last year wow and he's still at like i don't know if i'm doing what i really want to do and it's how like how do you not know after 1200 no no days? no but that's the thing i mean it's like he he didn't never intended to do this you yeah, know but it's I mean, like I, it's I'm funny not, how that works i wasn't a critique on him i was like it's weird it, that's a weird place to find yourself after after having sure. been so committed and well like, i mean it's also about paying bills now too well, so you know yeah, there's there's that too all right but game of thrones Game of Thrones spinoff. All I can say is we're exploring it. We don't have any scripts. We're not even close to saying, oh, let's do this. But it's a big enough property that we'd be foolish enough not to explore it. It's a really rich world. We'd be foolish not to look at it. HBO's got to want to try. You know, they have to want to try. Yeah. I don't know if they, they should do it. Um, I'd like to see more in some vein. Yeah. Well, it's probably not going to work. All right. It never does work. 
All right, so that was the first bit of <laughs> that was the first bit of of like news. We do this every week, actually. Too, we do spinning the racks, so we're actually spinning the racks for some some cool news. True Detective season three, mm. franchise corrector Nick Pizzolatto said, "I'm Pizzolatto. so sorry." I don't have anything on paper yet, but I know there are some ideas going back and forth. I don't want to rush it. I don't want to do anything just to get it on the air. What? He doesn't even have a concept yet. Right. Which is not a bad idea. So, But HBO greenlit him for third season. Sure. Strangely enough. Well, I mean, the first season was just so good. The first season I mean, it's season just, was very it's good. It's just so good. Why would you... It, it's like the Jets coach this year. I'm going to use my football analogy. He went 10-6 and six his but first how year. Get, how do you... How? He he went he went five and eleven the next year. You got to give him one more year. I just I don't even understand how the second year happened after the first year. Uh, true, I actually talked about this when I talked about Westworld too. I thought the first season of Westworld, in and of itself, if you just ended it at the end of, at the end of the first season, I haven't finished. End, I haven't finished watching Westworld yeah, yet. But um, but it gets yeah. to a point where you're like, S is gonna happen. But if it if it never showed me another episode, kind of like the Matrix, like you mm-hmm. knew, like yeah. after the first one, done. You knew one Keanu Reeves done. was gonna or Highlander. Right. I mean, as goofy as a movie is, one and done. When it's yeah. over, it's over. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. You know? And exactly. I say it's goofy, but it's one of my favorite movies. Well, but still, it's but. like you don't you don't need any more. Like we yes. know exactly what's yes. gonna happen. I agree with you. you. Didn't need another True Detective. No. You didn't and, need and it. look what happened every time we did it. You know, every time we went too far. Uh, something using the happened. music analogy. Uh, I'll, I'll use a band like Stained, for example. That mm. second record that they came out with, which was uh, you know commercially successful. You know, you can listen to it and go, man, they were just hitting. You know, I, I don't know if you're a Stained fan or not. I mean, I just like to use them as an example. I feel like they put everything into that one album because they hadn't made it yet, and that album yeah. was awesome. And then anything else that came after it was just trying to replicate right. what they it did. To diminish, you know, and it's, yeah, right. It, it, it's not the uh, the inspiration that it was. If you so. actually, if you actually look at the um, the first season here, sorry about the geek thing. Uh, the first season of uh, the original Star Trek series. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the episodes that are the most famous, like yeah. the greatest episodes, sure. are in season one. Which is almost like a twenty. I think it's a twenty-seven episode season. This is twenty-seven hours of fantastic television science fiction, and then the other two seasons happen. Yeah, you know. I'm <laughs> uh, saying season two is, is okay, but season three is 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 almost once you break it up into seasons. Yeah, and you see, it's almost hard to watch a, a third season episode because it's just bad. Yeah, it's just. Hey, what happened to the guy who was like doing the quality work? Oh, they <laughs> fired him. You know, he was making too much money. They got rid of him. Yeah, no, that's but we got this other guy from uh, <laughs> from Safeway, and he's he's doing a bang up job. I, I'm trying to segue into the next thing, and I'm just I'm just getting nothing off that, so I'm just going to jump right in. In the in the <laughs> mindless mindless speculation department, could Sony sell Spider Man to CBS? Bleeding Cool reports that the Hollywood Reporter is engaging in, in what we like to call mindless speculation, uh, reporting on the departure of certain executives from Sony. The rumor now is that uh, CBS is going to snatch up everything and just buy all their properties. Because Sony's just a mess in, right. in general. Yeah, after and their hack. one of those properties would be Spider-Man. Hack. What the... We just got that back from Marvel. I know. <laughs> like, Marvel should swoop in and outbid... Uh, for just that CBS. property, yeah. Like for just, just that get property, it back. like how? Yeah. Now we talked get about that back. last week. You can always check us out on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com, slash Secrets of the Sire. You can check out any past episodes. We actually talked about the Spider-Man trailer last um, 
Mm-hmm. Coming up next, tips for unclogging a drain full of Crisco. That's from Dan T. Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of fun we're having here. Find us on Periscope. Chime in. We love having you as part of the show. This is a call-in show, too. Uh, we'll get everyone. We'll get someone calling in next week. his skin is glowing, though. Oh, I know? think so, too. I think he's radiant I think right so, now. too. All right, last item when we go spinning the racks. Chewbacca deleted scene. Did you check this out? There's, yes. That's uh, there's actually a... Deleted scene where Chewbacca rips off the Uncar, guy. Uncar Plutz. Oh, yeah, so you're going to have to help me with the names. I, the guy who, who basically was like raised, not boss. Yeah, his, but his, his, her guardian boss, evil master yeah. or whatever, that guy. You know what's great about that scene yeah. is that it was Simon Pegg who was playing Uncar Plutt. Very true. And I'm, I'm all right with watching Simon Pegg get his arm ripped off because <laughs> I don't like him. And with that, we are going to we are going to end another episode of Secrets of the Sire. Again, check us out on Patreon. Go to michaeldolce.com. Check us out on do Facebook it, slash Secrets of the Sire. Um, you know, share, go, do share, all kinds of fun. Steal. Share, but don't share, steal. Share, but don't steal. I want to thank my guest, Buddy Scalera, as well, too. Next week, we've got DC writer Erica Schultz coming on. She's going to talk about the pilot project. It's not the pilot project. She's going to give us all the details. It's some sort of workshop program she was actually a part of that helped launch her career at DC. It's really cool. All right. Uh, excellent. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 